today we're going to be talking about Bright and the Shape of Water, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt, soon to be called Matt Word Hey. <laughs> Matt Word? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I've been watching, actually I haven't, but you know, uh, Spongebob. Oh, okay. Like Squidward. Okay, know? well, yeah, are you saying I'm similar to the starfish character, <laughs> Pat? Or no, Squidward, sorry. I was going to Patrick, never mind. As far as intelligence, no. Squidward is grumpy. Overall, is he? Yeah, he's really grumpy. Oh, I didn't, I, I guess okay. I don't watch the show enough. Just, <laughs> uh, so, there you okay. go. Who am I? Today? Hey, everybody, I'm here with Joel, Mr. McSicky Pants Cunningham. I am Mr. McSicky. You can probably hear it still. It's like, it feels like it's in the front of my face at this moment. Yeah. Like all the cold and everything like that. That's... Oh, you're yes. I don't know why I have an accent, <laughs> but <funny>. whatever. <laughs> if I start, so if I start hacking and coughing partway through this, I, I apologize distinctly, but uh, I just wanted to, yeah, apologize for that in advance because it's probably going to happen. Apology I, accepted. I was thinking Patrick. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, Patrick, he's the, I'm sick. the, like, like there's inanimate objects yeah, that are smarter like, than he is. Uh, yeah, I was thinking Patrick. Oh, okay. That's a good word. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're not a Squidward <laughs> at all. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, why don't you give our listeners some ways to get connected here at the get-go? I don't know if Patrick's any Ledrick's better, water. but I will say that <laughs> I said not as far as intelligence yeah, goes. Okay. So, yeah. You can um, you can reach us. You can contact us over at uh, all of the social medias, but you can do that all in one nice location, which is realreviewmedia.com. That's R E E L realreviewmedia.com. Com, link to our uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, all those fun things. And uh, you can connect with us via uh, email too, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. And awesome. you can make that happen there. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Beautifully done. Absolutely. So today we're talking about two films that we've had a chance to see. Matt, you've had a chance to see a ton of films over the last little bit. That I've I seen a few, in. right. And yeah. this is totally abnormal. Normally you're, you're like way ahead of me and I'm like playing catch up all the time, but I've kind of jumped the gun a little bit you in, have. in a good way. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of good films you had a chance to see because we've got Oscars Oscar. season coming it's out. Oscar season. So. I'm still not even caught up all the way yet. Yeah, so there's a bunch of films out there that are probably going to be in consideration. So I'm trying to... Hit all those head on. Same here. But today, specifically, we're talking about two films. We're talking about one, Bright, which is a Netflix film that mm -hmm. premiered just a little while ago. Um, we're also going to be talking about The Shape of Water, which I did not get to see. Right. But uh, you'll be sharing about that. And yes, I will be. In perspective. So why don't we get right into it? Let's do it. Why don't we get in there? We're going to talk about Bright be to right. start. So do you want to give our Netflix, or I'm sorry, our description for this? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Might be a all Netflix right. one too. Yeah, it is. Netflix description. <laughs> <laughs> so set in a world where fantasy creatures live side by side with humans, a human cop is forced to work with an orc to find a weapon everyone is prepared to kill for. Uh, directed by David Ayer, who has done some great stuff. <laughs> now that I'm seeing this, when I say that, his fury was awesome. Anyway, so when I say, uh, now that I'm seeing this, writer was Max Landis, Yeah. Um, where I, I can see some of that. He's He's got a lot of odd, quirky things about him, and so when he writes, I can actually... Fury was great, but it's so offset by Suicide Squad, right? Which I will honestly say that might have been a lot of studio stuff with the editing, yeah. and the way they put that together. But still, just, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it stars Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, Numi Rapace. Um, but it's that's it. Those are some of the main guys. I mean, you have Edgar Ramirez, Lucy Fry, Veronica Ngo. 
uh, to name it, but those are the main people. Yeah, it's like the best way that I could describe this movie, and I want to get your thoughts. But yeah. it, like, if this is a good summary, it's kind of like a Will Smith cop drama action with elves and orcs and fairies, right? And magic. That's yeah. kind of the best way to like explain it, right? Uh, so, what were your overall thoughts on on Bright? Um, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Liked, I thought some of the action stuff was cool. I liked, um, I do like the cop element of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I was interested, and it's, it's hard for me to kind of play this back and forth because I think what I did like about it is something that I didn't like about it because they didn't really get into it enough. And, yeah. And that was they created a mythology in this film with the elves and the orcs in like this 2000 year history and, and all this stuff and like the, um, all this crazy history that happened between and all like what elves are capable of doing, what a bright is and like magic wands and you know, all this stuff. (laughs) And, um, and they like kind of go into it a little bit, but they don't focus on it. And I was actually really interested about learning more about the mythology as opposed to, you know, staying so much in with this like strained relationship between yeah, the cop Will Smith aspect. and Joel Edgerton's yeah. orc character. Yeah. You know, it was like a buddy cop drama, right? With action. And I things. actually, um, and so I, I liked their chemistry together. Mm-hmm. I just I felt bad for um, for for Jacoby, uh, Joel Edgerton's character because Will Smith was being such a jerk to him. Yeah. I was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hang on. And Jacoby's kind of seemed like he's being a really cool dude, you know? And like, yeah. I don't know. But I'm sure there's, I mean, they're playing that off the character and why he's salty with him and stuff to begin with. But, mm-hmm. um, well, Will Smith wasn't a nice guy. Right. I mean, it, you, it's, t- it, it was hard for me to get that side of Will Smith. Right. Because he has such a, I don't know, a dynamic, a dynamic character. Right. He's a hard guy to look at and think, yeah, you're just not a likable kind of person. Right. Like even in his like grumpiness of yeah. this role, you still kind of like, yeah, I'd love to hang out with that guy. Right. And like right. talk to him. So there was like a couple lines, like one in particular when he's in the police station mm-hmm. and he's like, look, just assign me anybody besides Jacoby. Just give me anybody. And right. the, the police chief, and I'm spoiling this hypothesis, yeah, yeah. but, <laughs> but like, She's like, look, nobody wants to be your partner. And I was like, I don't believe that. Right. Like, nobody doesn't want to be Will Smith's partner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Tommy uh, Lee Jones is in the corner raising his yeah. hand. I'll be his I'll partner. Volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I get what you're kind of saying there. Right. A bit. Uh, for me, positives, uh, the action in this was really solid. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. There was some really solid and, and almost grotesque, yeah. like really dark kind of, it's R, you yeah. know, for a reason. Um the the like the kung fu stuff and the fighting stuff the was fighting really... and the, yeah the gunshots and everybody shooting and and some of that it got a little crazy at times mm-hmm. I think especially like when the elves got came into the picture in some of the fighting they didn't come right. some of the scenes you were a little bit like are these like gods like what yeah, the, yeah yeah they were just wiping out legions of people right it right. was like a Legolas thing yeah, you know, yeah, from yeah. Lord of the Rings it was like well, he's, yeah he's, you know <laughs> so I thought that was fun um, I did think some of that was good I thought the that I don't know. It was kind of cool to imagine a universe where it's almost like our modern world, but mm-hmm. mixed with yeah, you know, orcs and fairies and things like that. It, it was kind of a cool and imaginative idea, uh, and I think I gave it a lot of credit because I haven't seen anything like that done. Yeah, you know what I mean. It kind of fantasy and modern have always lived in two distinct parallels, mm-hmm. and if they ever came together, it was always like one universe happened to like go through a portal. 
yeah. or something like it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's never like these are two it's, universes. It's just that are, how it is. It's what the world is. Right. Yeah. And so I thought that was pretty neat in a sense. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was good. Yeah. I thought it. nobody felt like they were just phoning this in for a paycheck. Right. Uh, Will Smith was great acting. I think um, Joel Egerton's Jacoby character. Yeah. There was definitely moments where you kind of feel for him. Yeah. And I did like, right from the mm. get-go. I was like, oh, what's up? He's just <clears throat> super excited to be a cop. And yeah. And it's always been his dream. And yeah, anyway. Agreed. And I really did like as well what you talked about that sort of um, legend aspect yeah. of it that like like there's this lore and there's mythos that's kind of in this world. And right. I liked them kind of going into that and the whole magic. But I think, yeah, and, and moving more into like the natives and stuff. That was a that was more of a negative for me as well. That I, I wanted more a sense of like what is that mythos? What is that that journey that they're going on? What is that right? Like? Especially how it relates to certain characters that we find out at the end of the movie. You're like, well, why is this person? Yeah, why is that that? Yeah, That's significant. And, yeah, and I knew that was going that direction. We're I, not trying, I had we're to be to right it, because they they did a they they telegraphed it right. They telegraphed it eight times in the movie. Right. I, yeah, there's just so much about it that you're like, okay, I know where this is building to. Yeah. And they took forever to get there. Right. I thought that was going to happen earlier. Like, right. Yeah, in the earlier, like when the first things start to hit the fan, and then more stuff would happen. But it was just like it just it it happened something significant, and then like it was over. Right, and it took so long to get there. It was right. just really shocking. I think in yeah. a sense, um, but it was worthwhile in that sense. I mean, they they built up to it, and it felt like okay, well, there was a good payoff. It wasn't mm-hmm. like they led up to it, and then nothing happened. Yeah, um, I. I had a hard time, and I'll say personally again, this felt like a bit too obvious. They were doing a definite shade of like the whole social commentary angle, and it just felt way too obvious in my face that they're trying to- It wasn't subtle enough. No, they're trying to make the orcs more or less like urban black, Mm -hmm. like that they're mistreated, they chose, they did this. Now, the difference was, it's like, well- in this world, the orcs had made a decision purposefully at a much earlier period. Like 2,000 years ago, they followed some like war the dark criminal. Lord, right? yeah. And so because of that, they're disliked in there. But the mistreatment and the the very obvious social commentary of like the white elves with like the pointy ears being like the people that are the most wealthy and have mm-hmm. the most power and influence versus like, you know, the orcs, the ugly, like, you know, with the chains and the gangsta look. It's like... That was just so in my face, mm-hmm. and I prefer more of like a, I don't know, more of a subtleness to it. I guess it just yeah. was like way too like, hey, look at this social commentary right, we're doing. Right, right, No, I got you, um, I got you. Not that I disagreed with it or had a problem with what they were trying to say about it. It was just, we've talked about this. I, I really don't like soapboxing, and yeah. it, it almost felt like a bit of, and I think if they had spent more time going into what you're talking about, the mythology, what we're talking, the mythology yeah. yeah. It would have felt much more uh, lessened. Sure. You know, it would have felt much more like, hey, we're just on this journey about this like legendary type event that's occurring in the lives of these people that live in this world where this is a social reality. Right. You know, yeah. and that, that would have been much more interesting. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. No, um, I see that. I see that for sure. Yeah. And that, I think the one, this sounds really silly and I'm going to spoil this as well. It's not a big deal, but like in the trailer, they show like Will Smith holding on to like a sword. You know, like right. you know, that sword. I thought that was going to be like a huge part. Right. I was like so looking forward to seeing yeah. Will Smith just like running around and just like hacking and, and slashing yeah, people yeah, with yeah. swords <laughs> and stuff. And that wasn't. No, and, yeah. it's just like crazy man sword. Yeah. Yeah. So any more negatives on your... No, I just, I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it. I felt like it, 
it didn't exceed any of my minimal expectations that were already there. So I was just kind of like, hmm, okay. I yeah. I wish I would have known. I I love and Neil Blomkamp does this, and he like really champions stuff when he does his little short films on Oat Studios. Like yeah. it's always like some person uh, out of obscurity has some sort of like special ability or some special power Absolutely. that happens. That's something yeah, he always does. It's like the hero's journey. In right. Sense. So that's kind of what I was thinking this was going to be. And it does it at the very end, but it's just kind of like, yeah, but here it is. Oh, we're, we're done. <laughs> um, and I was just, it didn't pay off for me. And I love it when it payoffs really well. I feel like Neil can do that in those little short stories pretty effectively. But um, with this, I was like, ah, okay. You know, so it, it got a sequel. Yeah. Uh, I got picked up by Netflix for a bright two. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, cause I feel like now that the precedent has been set with this one character in this big revelation at the end that we need to have some explanation. What's going on? What does that mean? What's going to happen with this person? And yeah. now, you know, anyway, so. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm hoping that's kind of what they go into more in the yeah. second one. I hope Maybe they... they'll spend more time on the mythology of things. Yeah. I, I think the biggest, the biggest complaint that I'm hearing is that. Well, I, I, like if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score mm-hmm. for this, hugely divergent views between um, critics and audience. Audience are liking it a lot. It's got yeah. like an 87%. Critics right now, it's like a 28%. Right, right, right. It's got right, a right. super low end. Um, a lot of people are commenting on the social commentary angle, but then additionally, the blandness of like the overall fantasy. Sure, sure. That it, it really does. I mean, yeah. it, it's almost like it's just like, and, and maybe that's a part of it, but it's almost just kind of like, yeah, well, we're orcs. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, we're fairies and yeah. Yeah, we exist. And it's like you want a little, you wanted to feel like you were really getting into the world more. Yeah. And I think that would have added uh, more mm-hmm. to that element. Yeah, so, for sure. So yeah, I, I mean, I'd watch a sequel. Yeah. I'd be interested I'd to see. I'd probably check it out and, too. Yeah, to see hopefully if they're expanding into that universe a little bit um, more. Um, uh, want me to rate it first? I can rate it first. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to give it a uh, 74. 74. Yeah. I'm probably going to go a little higher, okay. but not much. I'm giving it like a 78. Okay. So C plus for me. Cool. C for you. C for me, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Well, then uh, that will wrap things up with our talk on Netflix uh, show movie. I should say Bright. Netflix uh, show movie Bright. Yeah. <laughs> show movie. It's hard when it's Netflix because they always think of shows. It's true. You know, it is reason. true. That's their niche. Yeah. And they've always done a lot better with their shows than they have with their movies. Yeah. Um, it's been a thing. It's all yeah. good though. Anyway. So pretty quick on that one, but we're moving into our second film now. Yes. Which you're going to have a lot more to say than I will. Yes. Because um, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And you <laughs> might have a lot more perspective because I think you didn't have a necessarily great opinion or a great yeah, we'll see going into this. Yeah. Um, so we're talking Experience, about The Shape of Water, yeah. um, directed, written by Guillermo del Toro. Um, basically, the synopsis, at a top-secret research facility in the 1960s, a lonely janitor forms a unique relationship with an amphibious creature that is being held in captivity, um, starring Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, Octavia Spencer, Michael Stumlerberg, and Dougie <laughs> Jones. Um, not Dougie, it's just Doug Jones. But, uh, so there's a lot of hype around this movie, especially in, in award season. This is, people are like, this is Guillermo del Toro's best movie mm-hmm. and, you know, it's going to win Oscars and, and all that stuff. And, wow. and I could see it on a couple of levels. First of all, let's start positives. Acting was awesome. Sally Hawkins as someone who was mute in the film, who cannot talk and who has to act specifically mm-hmm. with her face yeah, and physical. what she does yeah. 
so good. There's one scene in particular that I was like, man, this is super intense. Like she's conveying like her frustration to somebody who's not like paying attention to her. And people have to pay attention to her to understand what she's saying because she signs. And if they're not looking at her, they don't know anything's happening. So she's like hitting things. She's doing things to like get attention and like, you like look like getting their face and like, you know, and that scene in itself, I was like, wow, this is really, really engaging. I was really into that moment. I was like, this is great. Across the board, the acting was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the visual, Guillermo del Toro never really has a problem with this, but visually it looked awesome. Yeah. Um, He's the, got a distinct style. Right. It's very much a horror type look. Right, right. Dark. So there's a lot of dark and edgy, gritty, gritty looking stuff. Yeah. And um, a lot of the visuals in this movie are fantastic uh-huh. um the production design with it being a, a period piece and all the stuff that happens during that time frame in the, in the 60s and uh some of the social commentary stuff it didn't feel too forced but um it, it all matched up it, it, li- it lined up it, it works really well um my problem is the story because it's being pitched as like a fairy tale mm-hmm. which which I get, but they don't explain the fairy tale to me. Yeah. Um, there's a twist, which wasn't really a twist because I called it right when I saw what was happening that they showed at the beginning yeah. of the movie. And it happens at the end, but they don't explain how it happened. That the sea or, creature's a female and it's going to have sea babies. No, <laughs> no I'm not going to go into spoilers, but I, I was like, okay, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen at the very end of the movie. But why how <laughs> i what it was i was a little frustrated with that it got really slow in the middle like okay. i i like i started getting a little droopy i didn't fall asleep but i was like yeah. i was like oh what's happening to me <laughs> <laughs> um and basically they're pinning your the this film the relationship it's a love story basically yeah and a like kind of a self discovery almost like you know you can in your uniqueness you know connect with anybody okay. even if they're not necessarily human <laughs> um kind of yeah, a what thing. is this saying about relationships right so you know? so um sally hawkins is is one of one of her rants saying you know sh- this sea creatures like me you know all this stuff they you know they they can't vocalize and and all mm. this stuff and they this you know is they're happy to see you know and like yeah. all these like things and um that's that was it and the connection yeah um and then it makes her really cool visual things that happen on happen later on, but she does some things that like it looks it looks really cool when it happens, but it like totally like messes up. Um, the narrative? No, not the narrative. It messes up like just logically, it kind of strains the relationship with the person that like her, her landlord uh. and like this other person because of just like hey, this sounds like a fun idea. Let me do something that could potentially you know yeah harm the building and the relationship <laughs> anyways so i don't know it's, it, it's supposed to be a fairy tale i get there's supposed to be a lightness to it but the movie is not light it's very heavy very dark um and i think a lot of that credit goes towards michael shannon who's just he plays a really good like just yeah sleazy dude like oh, yeah. and he's just like Ugh, i don't know if like, you ever saw boardwalk empire yeah, he's always like that yeah, in every every role like he's in super heavy-handed yeah yeah, yeah. And he's just like Ugh. but he's great at it and yeah. i think that's why he keeps getting those roles yeah but um he is in it uh and just this his heaviness really like takes away from the lightness which i felt like they're trying so it felt tonally weird to me hmm. um and 
I, I couldn't connect with characters and that's always been my biggest problem. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you why specifically I couldn't connect with these characters. I really appreciated Sally Hawkins for her. Um, and I connected with her in a sense where like, Oh, I know what it's like to be misunderstood, but I couldn't connect with it at that level. Like, Hey, you know, I might love the sea creature thing, whatever. Um, <laughs> and it, it was, it's just one of those things where people, Maybe I have to listen to see what other people have to say about it because people are raving about this movie. Yeah. And I am not seeing it hmm. right now. Um, so I just kind of disappointed a little bit overall with it. Was it the tonal aspects that it just felt tonal off aspects, tonally? Off tonal elements of it. There was some stuff um, uh, regarding like some sexuality elements of it. I was like, what is this even in the movie for? <laughs> And and I was just like I didn't understand that I don't even want to ask right but it's like you've got a fish man and right <laughs> so just it, I was like I don't get this like I didn't yeah. get it and I felt like it I was like this is sometimes off putting things and I was just like it's weird and it kind of just brought down the whole movie for me a little bit um, which is a bummer because I'm a huge GDT fan I mean yeah. I call him GDT you know Guillermo and <laughs> He's so a man yeah anyway I like him. But I like Pacific Rim better, which is terrible to say, I'm sure, because this is getting Oscar like buzz. Yeah. And Pacific Rim isn't. <laughs> well, it's I was thinking that this was, you know, set in the nineteen sixties. Yeah. So I was really feeling like there was gonna be some sort of commentary angle of like uh separation. You know what I mean? Of There's like some like uh, you know, like yeah. you like with the whole like segregate like, you know, yeah. back of the bus sort of stuff. There's a little bit of that. Not a yeah. lot though. What Not, was the angle of social commentary like? What a little bit of that, a little bit of. Um, I'm not gonna be. I'm trying to not be rude, but that's mm, generally. Yeah, I, uh, I can't. Denominated. I can't go into it right here. I yeah. don't feel like I can. Um, okay. Maybe I can tell you a bit after <laughs> off air, but fair enough. Because um, I don't want to ruin anything else. So. And how was Octavia Spencer? She's Octavia Spencer was great. Um, and there are also little bits of humor that I don't feel like landed completely. Okay. Like I, I went for humor, but I didn't really like. I didn't. Like I, I was in a theater with two other people, so there wasn't like a big group of people laughing at different scenes and stuff like that. So I, I couldn't tell if, if sometimes like one person laughed at something and I was like, oh, was that supposed to be funny? Like I didn't get it yeah. every time. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was too tired. I don't know. <laughs> but I, uh, maybe if you're falling asleep. Uh, um, yeah. Just in the middle. I was like, uh, what, uh, what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, I think one of the things that immediately made me dislike the idea of the movie was the name. Yeah. I don't know if they ever explained that, but water doesn't have a shape. I right. Mean, if that's the point. That's the point of it. Oh, uh, okay. That's the point of it. It's, okay. it. it's It can surround you and take whatever shape, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. But they it didn't, embraces you they didn't like explain a the fairy tale. They, they say it's a fairy tale. They didn't explain it. It's just... Was there know. a moral? I'm not going to keep asking questions here, but usually fairy tales have a moral. You know, not really. Parents, I, I, it you know, felt a little bit more along those lines that I can't get too far into is, um, uh, you know, you can, you know, no matter how different you are yeah. that you can love. <laughs> Even if you're a fish baby. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's funny. and how you connect with people, different types of people slash non people. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's it for me. I mean, I, I, I had a real hard time with it. Um, I've kind of debated on my score on what I wanted to give it, but yeah. I, I think I'm sitting around. Oh, I'm gonna sit around a uh, a seventy. Oh wow! I'm gonna give it a C minus. Wow. Um, and the only reason it's not in D territory is because I thought 
it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, the creature looks awesome. Yeah. Acting was fantastic. Mm. Um, direction was good. I just couldn't get behind the story and I didn't connect emotionally. So that's my problem. And a lot of times I know we fought over, we've, we've fought over movies before. Yeah. Um, and, and I fully acknowledge that if I can connect emotionally, that I will be slightly more willing to be irrational when it comes to how much I like a movie. Yeah. So I, and, and that's okay with me, but this, I just, I couldn't connect with anything, <laughs> any of the characters. So I was like, eh, okay. But yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it. I haven't seen it. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see it yeah. anytime soon with everything I have a backlog of after no, being I gotcha. sick. But uh, it's, all, it's, it's on the list of potential, yeah. especially. I got a list too, if man. If or it's when all the good. nominations, the noms do come out. Nom, so. nom, nom, nom. But I've always wanted to see a movie about a mute, mute girl. Falling in love with the seahorse. Yeah, the seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of like the thought that I had with this movie, like a giant, <laughs> you know, weird science-y seahorse. It's all good. Awesome. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on podcast uh, then for you. But I do want to encourage you to stay tuned. Uh, coming up after this, we're going to be releasing our worst of worst of. 2017. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Or horrible, yeah. depending upon how you look yeah. at it. Awesomely uh, horrible. Awesomely horrible. Uh, some ways to get connected once again at the end. Uh, realreviewmedia.com. Check us out on there. It's our website. Uh, we also have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. We also have our Instagram and our Twitter, which are both at realreviewmedia. And then we would love to hear your thoughts and perspectives, especially for, you know, Shape of Water or Bright. These are both films that we kind of didn't really have the best opinions of. Right. So we would love to hear your perspectives, your thoughts. Maybe you loved them. Maybe you thought they were even worse than what we talked about. So shoot us an email. Realreviewmedia at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. Do it. Yeah. Anything else, Matt? No, that's it. Nay, nay. Nay, nay. Like a seahorse. Nay, nay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap things up. It's been real. It's been real. <laughs>